Hey, I'm Dawn Scott Damon, your freedom coach, and I'm fiercely passionate about helping you become an empowered woman. As a life coach, author, pastor, emotional and spiritual wellness advocate, I'm here to help you realize your true dreams, craft your master plan, and coach you to fulfill it with ferocious execution. As a survivor of childhood trauma, I know what it takes to overcome obstacles, fears, and insecurities, and I'm here to help you do the same. But I don't do it alone. I bring the sisterhood on to share their journey in this mad voyage called life so that you can glean from the boldest, bravest, and grittiest adventurous who are living out their dreams. Join us. Today's show is sure to change your life. So stay tuned because it's... It's time to join the Freedom Girls Sisterhood with your Freedom Coach, John Scott it's time to join Freedom Girl Sisterhood with your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon. Well, hey, everybody. It is so good to be with you. I'm your freedom coach, Dawn Scott Damon. And what an awesome opportunity we have to come together again. Here we are still hunkered down, enjoying life. But I have to say, I'm not alone today. I am thrilled to have with me via Zoom today, the sisterhood. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Good to be with you. Um, it, it's strange seeing you on a, you know, on the screen instead of right in front of me, <laughs> but you look cute. I know. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. We're, we're doing this, you know, we have to tell our people right up front, you know, we may not have the quality that we normally have on our sound because we are doing this on Zoom, but the content is fabulous. And just as good. Just as good. And the host and the guest are just as amazing, don't you think? <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> um, so, wow, Dawn, it's been a little bit since we've... Um, done something live. So first off, you know, um, how are you? I mean, how are you, your family, your hubby? I'm doing great today. I have a lot of energy and I'm excited about, actually today is going to be a special day. I get to wave to my grandchildren today. So I'm thankful for that. I know. But we're doing well. You know, we, as you mentioned and alluded to, we had a rough month in March because we are post-COVID. We are survivors. And so we felt that, but compared to what we're hearing in the news, it was very mild for us. I'm very thankful. And we don't need to get into all those details. They can listen to last week or last month's podcast to catch those details. But thanks for asking. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing so much better. I want to know, like, you have a huge routine that you do and you, you were faithful and stuck to and loyal to before this. So when this happened, of course, when you got sick, that's probably not, you weren't probably weren't exactly doing all that when you were sick. So yeah. <laughs> so, so now post COVID-19, now you're in recovery process. You're doing good. You, you are according to the health department recovered. Um, so now have you recovered your routine? So I think one of the difficulties that people are experiencing right now is that, yes, as you mentioned, the word routine. I love the word routine. I think it's a powerful word, and I think there's power in routine. In fact, I believe that routine is how we become successful people. They believe it was John Maxwell who said, the secret of your success is found in your daily routine. 
what you do on a regular basis every day is what will either keep you from success or bring you to success. It'll keep you from reaching your goals or it will catapult you into your goals and into reaching your future. So we really have to look at our daily routine and the power of habit. But when this COVID stuff happens, what's going on with so many people is the psychological ramifications because when routine gets broken up, it not only impacts us in the physical world here, but it impacts us emotionally and psychologically. And a lot of people struggle with depression when daily routine is interrupted for long periods of time. I myself, I don't do well. I can find myself feeling agitated or I can feel depressed a little bit. I can feel some anxiety. I don't know how I'm going to re-enter my life again. And that's pretty much where we are right now, I think, as a nation. Although our governor in Michigan just gave us two more weeks of lockdown, in itself is creating some depression and some sadness, again, for our people. But the routine is now, how do we, how do we enter our life again? How do we get back into this place where you can call it our normal, you can call it our habits or our routine, but those things that make life feel safe, predictable, secure, enjoyable, all those things, which by the way, the power of habit and routine do for us and are important to us in humanity. Right. They really are for me. Um, I had a very short experience <laughs> with trying to build a routine, you know, and, yeah. um, and I just know that like, uh, it helped me at the end of the day uh, and even through the day, which was again, something new I felt. And the word I eventually put to it was just more anchored. Yes. That's a great word. And that doesn't mean stuck. It doesn't mean bored. It, it, some people resist the idea of routine or habit. And right. they think, well, I'm just a free spirit. Well, I am too, man. But my free spirit needs structure in order to produce goals. That's and, right. Yes. And, and honestly, in order to feel happy. And you were doing such a great job. You had started routine and you were being disciplined. And that's another word that gets a shout. Right. We don't like that word. But discipline will always bring you further than desire. And discipline is something that is your friend if you work with it instead of resisting and being afraid of it and rebelling against it. But you were exerting self-control and discipline and you crafted, I believe you, you, you wrote down and made a plan of this is what in my yes. mind, in my heart, I say, I really want to do every day. So you made a routine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, I did. And, um, and I, it may, I don't even know how to really describe or explain what that, cause I didn't know, I couldn't put words to, I still can't put really words mm -hmm. to what that did for me, except that word anchored came to mind and, um, that probably best describes it. But so now, you know, um, post this stuff, when the world comes, if it ever goes back, whatever it comes back to, how do we begin to move back into something resembling a routine you know yeah. for those who've established one it might be easier to slip back into i'm not sure maybe not well i think that's i think that's a good question and i believe that if you think 
you've lost your routine or if you've never had one before, one of the first recommendations that I would make to anyone listening today and to find that freedom, to find that anchor so you're not like a ship tossed out there in the middle of the ocean, you know, just always one moment away from capsizing your whole life upside down. I believe that a daily system is the cure to that chaos and that a routine is what is needed for us to begin to re-enter our life or to find some semblance of, again, structure, parameters, guidelines, bumper rails, so we don't go careening off the edge of, the, of this chaos that we're in right now. So I believe to re-enter a life, to re-enter your life, to get back into the flow of society, let's start with creating a routine and to, to develop some powerful habits that will take you where you need to be. Now, we now, all know what habits are. Probably nobody has to tell you to brush your teeth <laughs> in the morning or to brush your hair, or maybe you don't even have the habit of making your bed. I was going to say making our bed, but maybe, we, maybe you don't have that habit. But it's- I do. Do good job. You do. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Uh, the other day on a Zoom call, uh, somebody said after the Zoom call, I think they thought they were going to catch me without my bed being made early in the morning. And they said, so is your, your bed made? I go, yep. And I turned my camera to it. And they were like, oh, <laughs> Woo-hoo. Funny, so. that's wonderful. Well, I see. I think what was happening for you, too, is that you were you were connecting the connection, if you will, between creating a routine and having a better life experience. You were beginning to feel the beauty of, well, let's put it this way. You know what? We are, we are creatures of habit. God created us that way. And as creatures of habit, you know, when we're out of habit, we lose our, our mood. Like I said, a moment ago, our sense of well-being we lose our equilibrium and, and everything feels insecure or unknown. I don't know anyone who, unless you have a personality disorder, thrives in chaos. The right, right. Who thrive in chaos probably often are not well individuals. Now, I'm right. not talking about adventure. I know a lot of people love adventure and they right. love spontaneity. And I do too. But at the end of the day, I can't live up there in that high frequency of, of adventure and spontaneity. That would make me an adrenaline junkie. I can't live there. I have no. to come back down. And so as a, as a creature of habit, our mood and, and our life, our psyche is connected to our daily routine. And right. it's That's the heart right. of our character. Um, and sometimes, because I know people like this and I may have actually been one and might still be one sometimes but chaos the word chaos sometimes I mean the word adventure and spontaneous sometimes is just the cover for chaos <laughs> yeah. straight, up. straight up it is it, it it's just the overplay for the underplay as we that's right that's right and sometimes my my adoptive mom had told me generally if your place and your surroundings are chaotic, that's what's the reflection of what's going on inside of you. So true. And I believe that. And also I believe that often it is, um, it's a distraction from what's really going on in our heart. Maybe some wounds or some hurts, you know, it always kind of comes back to this place. 
that if we're not well in our soul, it's not well with our soul. And you will find that. I remember one time I was listening to some or reading a book, but I, it seems it was in something I was listening to. And they were talking about survivors of sexual abuse will often have a trail of clutter from their door to their bedroom to the bed. And because they will unconsciously create some kind of a, a obstacle course so that no one would ever be able to sneak in their room without tripping on something or waking them up. Right. Yep. And as a survivor of abuse, I thought that is so interesting. I wonder if that's true. I got up and I walked into my bedroom and sure enough, from my door to my bedroom, to my side of my bed, there was a, a trail of clutter. And I thought, oh my goodness, there it is. I do that. So I do think that sometimes we use adventure and our, the thrill of chaos to cover. Sometimes we'll even say, as I mentioned ago, I'm a free spirit. I'm a, I'm a tumbleweed rolling with the, with the wind. Yes. Those are code words for, I have no routine. I'm unproductive. I'm impulsive. I have feelings of exactly. Yes. And my, my complete uh, chaotic, disorganization is going to affect you, especially if I work with you or hang out with you. You know, all that stuff is like, it's almost a preface to we're going to hang out and we're going to have fun maybe, but there's some stuff that probably going to like spill all over you maybe because of my chaos. <laughs> so be ready. Uh, you know, it's kind of a warning ahead of time that, and, and they use the words adventure and spontane spontaneous to cover those things, you know? So it does come, yeah. it is a, a bit of a challenge when um when dealing with those personalities there was a i think we i shared this with you before the same um my adopted mom had <clears throat> been helping to clean a room out and um we were it was a big task and we were faced towards we were facing towards the wall and trying to clean the space out and it was just it seemed Herculean, <laughs> huge and it was almost like a hopeless thing, you know, like, is, will we ever get this thing mm -hmm. done Over or whatever? And then we turned, instead of facing the wall and cleaning the room, we turned towards the door and started cleaning the room. Mm -hmm. And that perspective shift, just the, the pivot that we had to do to face the door and the hallway and the light, changed our whole attitude about cleaning this room out and getting the crap out. Um, absolutely. But it was a huge lesson in, um, in just like perspective and pivoting and really trying to focus on there's the door right there is freedom, <laughs> you know, from the baloney. Um, so it's amazing how we can cover up the stuff with cute words like free bird and, <laughs> spontaneous and you know adventurous and right. sometimes those are great those are great qualities don't even get me wrong great qualities but not when when um you know they're using the wrong context <laughs> when they're trying to cover up the real word which is chaos right and so some of the people who do have order in their lives that have a wonderful routine that would say you know they're very organized and they're systematic and they're planners they're really finding some struggle right now because their routine just got blown up.
Their exactly. everyday system is just been shot to smithereens. And so you have some people who they're really struggling and they're thinking, I can't wait to get back. And we just got this news today. There could be a sense of depression, of lament, of grieving. The life that I knew that I was so planned on, that's gone. And that's another commentary on that is that this is the time to lean into Jesus and say, God, you are the God of order and I'm just going to trust you and you're going to see me through. And we just have to be flexible and not rigid in this season. But there are some that are have maintained their schedules and they still set their alarm clock and they still get up and they still do their exercise and their daily routine and trying to do as much as they can. Maybe they have children at home trying to keep the kids on track. If you've not done any of that, shift our conversation just for a moment. If you've not done that and you're wondering, how do I get ready to re-enter my world? I would say that getting that routine back is the, going to be the secret of a smooth, seamless re-entry. Now, I don't know if it's going to be completely seamless, but let's just talk about the benefits of having routine just for a moment. And we just, we did, we just covered some of those benefits right now, but I do believe Pract that- maybe, Yeah, yeah, practical steps maybe in, in it, you know, how to apply that to, to those of us who are a little bit struggling. And, and, and I'm sure that after you were sick, I mean, was it seamless for you? Or are you, are you trying to fit back in? Yeah, you know, well, we're still not in our life. We don't, my husband does get up and go to his office because he's the only one going to be there, but they're starting to talk about how will they roll out again, their office and will they, will they come in in stages? There right. isn't anyone who's compromised or ill health there, but there are some spouses of his employees that have asthma. So these are all considerations that they have to take. But I think the first thing, everybody's routine is going to be different. And it's going to look right. like, you know, a reflection of your personality and what works for you. So my routine might be very different from your routine. But I think the main point here is to know what works for you. And you might go through some trial and error. Try on, just like you would try on a pair of shoes and walk around in them a little bit to see if they're comfortable. Try on some sample routines and see if it works for you. Uh, for example, I'll just share my morning routine. I'm really talking about a, a morning routine here. But my morning routine, and you, you guys know I call it my 606 rise. So I rise up. I try to rise up 6 o'clock every morning. Now, lately, it's been more like 7. I'm going to be honest. But I do the same thing. So it's 706 rise during COVID. But in that, during that time the first thing that I do is I greet the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I just say, good morning, Lord. It's just one of the things. I acknowledge the presence of God. And then I think of three things that I'm grateful for. And I tell the Lord what I'm grateful for. It might be my health. It might be my eyesight. It might be my warm bed. It might be another day. Whatever it is, I tell the Lord work on gratitude, just thankfulness. I want to start my day thanking God for who he is. And then I usually go get my coffee and then I go right back to my bed, which is where I want to be. My routine is then I take out the word of God and I read the Bible. And I read the Bible until I get an aha moment. Typically I, I read until I have some enlightenment 
some light going on, something that strikes me. And when that happens, that's when I take my journal and I start my journal. And that's the fourth thing that I do. And I take my journal and I write about the scripture that I just read. I write about maybe what it means to me. And that's kind of the primer then for me to start my journaling about my life or what I want to talk to God about or some questions. And then I journal my intentions for my day. And that's the kind of the fifth thing that I do. I go over my goals, my quarter goals, my yearly goals, and I write down what's my intention for the day. What do I want to accomplish today? And not just what do I want to accomplish, but like I said, what are my intentions? And what that means to me is I will drink lots of water. I will eat right today. I intend on being grateful today. I intend on writing three thank you notes today in addition to whatever my calendar might be. And then I exercise and I, and I go ahead and even if I don't have a lot of time, I'll walk down in the gym because I want my body and my brain and my muscles to remember this is what I do every day. So it starts getting in the habit that when I close that Bible, I know the next thing I do is open the journal. It just happens automatically. That when I get that cup of coffee, in the morning, I've connected the association with coffee with reading my Bible. I've associated reading my Bible with writing in my journal. I've associated writing in my journal with making my list for my intentions and reading my goals. And when I get done reading my goals and I see what I want to do and accomplish, I've connected it with getting my body moving. Get your body moving. Own your body. Don't let it rust. Don't let it sit. Don't decay. Don't just do nothing. A body at rest is a body that's not well. It's an unhealthy body. So I get it moving. So that's what I do in my routine. I love all those things, Dawn. I mean, oh my gosh. I love the, I love the, um, how you connected all those things so that one thing means another. Yeah. It's an association. It triggers it. And if we have negative associations with those, any of those things that I just mentioned, then you're going to feel the resistance come. And when the resistance comes, that lets you know that, that there's something in your heart or there's something in your memory or something in your past, or there's a fear or an insecurity. And so something in your brain or your body is saying, don't do that. Don't do that. And there's a right. resistance and you got to plow through that resistance you have to have fortitude to make the routine become habitual. And it's, it's really the habit where all the benefits of the habit start pouring out into your life. And they're just numerous. When you have these routines and habits, you're, you're more effective, I believe, in your daily life and in your weekly life and in your monthly life. I believe you're healthier in your mental health, truly. You talked about it. When you got on a routine and a schedule, you started coming out of a place of constant adrenaline rush or cortisol pumping through your body, anxiety, um, not knowing, you know, just that always, always in that space of. It's like well, a, I, I always say it feels like the, the, the drop in the, the roller coaster drop. Yes. Constant state of that, that roller coaster drop. That space right there. Yeah. Who wants to live in that ongoing anxiety? And you started getting habit and routine and you started finding that dissipate and you were coming into a place of 
peace and regulation and normalcy. And didn't that just feel so wonderful for you? And so, felt so new. It felt new and yeah, wonderful is probably the word. I think I was a little bit in, in like awe of what it was going on, <laughs> to be honest with you. Right. And that's good. Good. Thank you for being honest. I mean, but you know, structure brings a beautiful foundation, a fantastic foundation and, and, and an organization that allows us to build the rest of our life upon that. And so um, it's just so vital and a power of habit actually then allows us to have times of relaxation. One of the things I failed to mention in my morning routine, which is now becoming kind of like the seventh thing I do, I do it almost every morning and that's meditation. Mm. I schedule that in. And when I say meditation, I do mean meditating in the word of God. And I also do mean the exercise of the breathing, the diaphragmic breathing in from the nose, out from the mouth and allowing my, the organ of my brain to find a place of tranquility and peace and just being present and mindful of God, the Holy Spirit, all those so things. That's what you just said is like the physiology of the other stuff. Like there's the spiritual thing you're taking care of through this routine and this, this kind of like chain that you've built, you've kind of knitted a chain of things yeah. that you do. And then the physiology part kind of naturally follows actually the meditation kind of naturally follows your, your prior steps. Yes. Yeah. It really does really make sense if you think about it. It really does flow together. And I just have to say this. I, I think others listening might say, yeah, that was true, true of them too. But when I do one thing in the chain that you're talking about, it, mm -hmm. it leads me to the next. Yep. But when I'm on routine, Wanda, everything else in my life seems to feel organized and, and right and beautiful. Right. In other yeah. words, I eat right. I exercise right. I accomplish things. I sleep well at night. Mm -hmm. I yeah. feel the joy. There, there's such a psychological, spiritual benefit. I feel at peace. But when one thing gets out of kilter, everything goes. Like if I somehow in the morning, I don't read the Bible or I don't journal or I don't do meditation. I don't feel like exercising. I don't feel like exercising. Guess what? I totally want that hamburger and French fries. Yes, I yeah. absolutely do. And, and then when I do that, then you know what? I don't feel like working. I want my afternoon nap. So I take my yep. nap yep. And, and it's just such a different life. It's so, a whole different type of chain that we don't want to even start doing, messing with, you know, all yeah. of that stuff seems to lead to the next thing. Yeah. Seems to lead to the next thing. So there's like the chain of the, where you're, where you're building something and creating a good thing, the routine. And then there's the almost the chains of bondage, which where you're going backwards and undoing. Yes. Like freedom chain. You know, it's like the freedom chain and the bondage chain. There's two different things you can, you can do. Right. Really. Right. And you know, it, that's such so well said and really insightful. I really like what you just said and we get to choose which chain we're going to have. We get to choose. We, we've not been able to choose our surroundings this past seven weeks we can't maybe choose, we haven't been able to choose the, the climate of the world and the 
trauma that's going on and all of the, we have no control over so much of this, but we do get control over that one thing right there. You talked about our, our routine in terms of our daily life, in terms of our mind and our spirit and our soul, we get to control that. And so I've always been taught that you live in the area, what you can't control, you have to release and you have to find serenity and letting go of that. But what you can control, make good decisions, make powerful decisions, do things that at the end of the day benefit you. And when you put your head on the pillow, you say it was a good day. Amen. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. That's a wonderful goal. Amen. Right there. You said, so yes. Yes. And um, I know we could talk and talk and talk. I'm looking, I'm like, okay, well, I, we're already getting towards the end of our time. Yeah. Closing thoughts from you. Well, um, just that, you know, um, to people who are feel blown out of the water by this thing, um, you know, those are my people. <laughs> so let me just say, you know, um, that it, it, may, it may feel all the bad things. It may feel bad and it looks bad and you can't see how this is going to get better or different, blah, 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 blah. That it is just blah, 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 because that's not the truth. I can't, I can't believe that. I may feel all those things, but I can't I have to make a choice about what I'm going to believe. Yes. And, and I, you know, that's, here you go. Pick up a copy of the Freedom Challenge because <laughs> that's where I learned that. Okay. And, um, so I picked up, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in there again. I can't seem to leave that book because I have to train myself. I absolutely have to train myself. And number one is telling myself the truth out loud. Right. Out loud. So say it out loud, put it in the atmosphere, make those daily affirmations. I am who God says I am. I am loved by God. I fellowship with truth today. I open the door and I say lies and Satan's presence, get out of here. You know, I'm going to fellowship with truth today. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm going to have a sound mind. I have the mind of Christ. All those daily affirmations, man, they just empower you so much. And the truth of the matter is, is that we have to build a good relationship with ourselves because we are with ourselves all the time. And there is a part of our brain that's been designed by God that we do meditate with ourselves. And if we're meditating with the lies that we tell ourselves, the fears, if we think about the negative things, the pessimistic things, we become our own worst enemy. So love yourself, be compassionate to yourself, rid yourself of judgment, learn how to accept kindness not only from yourself, but from others and live in that space. Remember that you have a life that is worth living. God created you for this hour, for this purpose. He wants to do amazing things through you. He's given greatness to you and put it inside of you. Satan wants nothing more than destroy the beauty of you. He went after it when you were a little girl. Whoever's listening, I'm prophesying right now. He went after that beauty when you were a little girl. He snatched it up and your whole life, has been about finding again what God created you to be. This is your hour. This is your moment. You've got it. You've taken it back. Don't give it back to the enemy. Live in that you beauty. Got this, right? You got this. Yes. Amen. You got this. Got you. And, and, you, and you know, ladies, I think uh, Dawn on freedomgirlsisterhood.com. Um, I, is there a place there where people can click to communicate with you? 
because let us know, man, you know, if you need us to pray for you, let us know. Um, that's what community is about. And I used to hate that word, Don, you know that I used to always say community, ew, you know, but you know, let me tell you something. I am alone out here in Michigan. It's just me thousands of miles away from the closest person I belong to. And I have friends who have shown up, you you are one of them. I may not see your face or whatever, but in different ways I have, I mean, I have friends leaving me goodies on my table right outside my door. I mean, almost every day someone's calling me, Hey, look outside on your table, you know, in ways who would have thought, you know, for me anyway, that's not something I would have ever seen or thought would happen to me. Right. The least bit even like it (laughs) for sure. You know, so. And I love, I, I, I just love what you're saying is I would say that probably for you being alone in Michigan and some of your support system had to move out of the state in your loneliest hour, maybe in your scariest moment, perhaps even in a time where you felt abandoned or desolate was turned out to be the finest hour. God allowed you to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And he, then he opened up your eye to say, look, you're going through the valley, but there are some valley walkers who are walking with you and you're coming up out of the other side. And you've learned so many amazing things about who you are and about who God is and about who that faith community really is. So it's been a great journey. It's truly an opportunity right now, in particular for those of us who claim Christ to be that to someone. It's easy, people. It's hard to smile through a mask, but there are ways to let someone know that you're even someone you don't even know who's just standing across from you, thumbs up, something, you know, just to let someone know, man, I'm here with you. I got you, you know, in some way, in whatever way I can, just a smile. Yes. Huge, huge, especially, I, this is here, let me just be really honest. This one thing I'm going to say, and I'll shut up. Um, I've been in a lot of calls and meetings, and, and I let myself be not really offended, but I was hurt for a while because in all these meetings and with a lot of different people and different groups, everybody, and I agree. And I'm one of those people that pray for the orphans and the widows and the single mothers and the blah, blah. But every single one of these meetings, everybody asked for prayer for the single mothers and the single parents and the blah, blah. And they wouldn't ever just say and stop at the word singles. Yeah. Oh, I don't have children who look good on us. And, and so I hear from women and people, but women, mostly from my PTSD perspectives work who are saying, wow, I don't have a spouse or children. No one, I'm no, I'm number one on no one's list. Yes. How does that feel? I know how that feels. Yes. So, and, and feelings, that's when you're like, oh my God, please don't let me be taken away by these feelings because the things in the back table, the things they leave me on the back table, I need to really focus on what that means. What that means is somebody thought about me. Yes. Amen. Some think about me. No, I may not be number one on anyone's list, but hey, I'm on the list. <laughs> somebody, and a lot of people don't even have a list. You right. Know? So we, the person you may not even think, just smile at someone. Give them a thumbs up. Do something, you know, just it's the opportunity to tell someone that no one else pays attention to. Right. I hear you and I see you. Yes. So I'm asking people all the time now, please, please tell your single person with no spouse or no kids. I see you when I hear you. 
and you are not forgotten because that population feels forgotten. That's very well said, very well said. And I think we want to rush in like, I would want to rush in and go, oh, but I love you. I got you. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to sit with that for a moment and say, thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that. It's, it has to be amazingly lonely, isolating, and um, such a setup for feeling, like you mentioned, abandoned or forgotten. And you have to tap into what do I know to be true? Because what feels true right now is yep. I'm all alone in this big wide world. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So you're right, Dawn. The, the, the telling, I'm literally saying to myself out loud, because that's what I learned in the Dream Challenge book, out loud, say the words, because I have to hear the truth, because yeah. my head isn't filled with truth all the time. Right. The feelings are raining, especially right now when you're by yourself and, you know, all that stuff, it can get out of hand. So I have to remember the truth and then say those things out loud. Yes. Or I'm toast. <laughs> well well done you're i'm proud of you you're doing great um and when you're not doing great you're still doing great because you're still doing and yeah. his mercy is new every morning and you, you keep waking up every morning and you've you know that's why i like having you on the freedom girls because you're the freedom girl in process and all too often we just want to present this i do everything right i got it all together and we said that's not what the freedom girls is going to be about because that's plastic. That's not who we are. Okay. And that's, you know, Jesus is the only perfect one. So come on with it. We're not even going to try to pretend. Right, right. Yep. So I that's what I, and that's what I've always been, has drawn me to you. Because you look certain ways where I had this preconceived notion about who you were. Everyone who looked like you, I had that notion about. Sure. And then um, you proved me so wrong, like all the time, every day, pretty much brat look at you now okay people she's sticking her tongue out at me <laughs> so thank you so much don for you know what you write about what you talk about it it it's what we need right now you know um and but we need to know that you and me and we're all here Amen. we're here we are busy we're all busy but we're here and um and we want to know when you're hurting, we just do. We can't do anything much but pray. We can pray though, that's the best thing. It's the most important thing. But we do wanna know, we wanna hear you, we wanna see you. Don't forget that. Amen. And it doesn't take a lot, like you said. You know, I know um, as a pastor, I decided to make some phone calls to some of the widows and alone people in my church, some of the singles in my church. And almost every one of them broke down in tears when they got the phone call. Sure, of course. Just that. Just, I matter. I'm on the list. Thank you. Yeah. And I don't yeah. even need to talk to you long. Just thank you. Yes. yes. Good word. Good word. And with that, we're going to wrap it up because I know our time is up. And um, I'm glad that we, I'm going to, when I post this, I'm going to say, wait for it because there's a surprise twist at the end you don't want to miss. <laughs> that was a great, that was a great word. So I'm. thank you so much, all of you, for joining us and being with us today. Once again, Don Scott Damon, your Freedom Coach with the Sisterhood. Yay. Yay. All right. On cue. Good job. And we are saying it's Freedom Time.
We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Freedom Girls Sisterhood. Like us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, and review us. And if you'd like to leave us a note, find us on the Freedom Girls Sisterhood Facebook page or any social media at Dawn Scott Damon. As always, live a fierce, full, and free life because it's freedom time.